You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey, everybody. What's up? Uh, it's late Monday night. I apologize for uh, getting this out to you guys uh, a little bit later in the evening. Uh, this episode was supposed to be recorded this morning, and then we found out uh, we had early access to streaming the Sea of Thieves uh, launch, uh, which we were unaware of in the morning. So I streamed that all day. Uh, <laughs> I got started right when I was planning on recording this. So it's been a good day. Um, but I didn't want you all to think that I forgot about you because I didn't forget about you. Uh, so we're back. Uh, we're back with what I believe is episode 52. Uh, yeah, I already gave you the time and date. But yeah, th- things are going really good. Uh, Ask Bromance taking off. Um, uh, at least as far as I can tell, not maybe not numerically, because that's not what fucking matters, but more and more of you are utilizing me as a resource for things that you want and need in the streaming space. And I, first of all, cannot thank you enough for that. And, um, you know, second of all, uh, I hope uh, and pray that things are going great for you uh, and that the advice I have been giving you has been valuable um, and has been helping to improve your life. So... Let's get into it. These are questions from Twitter. Uh, I asked all these questions right before we found out huge news about Guardian Con. Um, If you've been thinking about going to Guardian Con, and I promise I'll stop plugging things after this. Um, uh, We just confirmed uh, Ninja, who was a part of our charity event last year. He's going to be a part this year as well. Yes, that Ninja, the guy that played with uh, Drake. Uh, He will be attending Guardian Con as well. Uh, He really wants to work with us to help make the event an amazing statement about positivity in the gaming space and raising a fuck ton of money for the kids at St. Jude and saving some lives. So if you've been on the fence about Guardian Con, uh, that might tip you over. We've also got a lot more confirmations that we'll be bringing out soon for other guests from uh, different spaces in the gaming world. Obviously, Ninja and Lupo are coming over from Fortnite, uh, and we're going to have a lot of folks from the FIFA space as well. Um, that we're talking to. So if you like gaming, uh, Guardian Con is becoming more and more of a place where you could probably come and meet some of your favorite creators uh, that maybe don't attend a lot of other events. And that was the whole point of Guardian Con was to make a event that was by creators for creators to promote what the good that we all do together in the world. So there you go. But let's get to the questions. Uh, Big Juicy 86 asks, how do you help someone fighting a streaming versus entertainment dilemma? I have a friend who wants to be a big-name streamer. He told me he's fighting the battle of being entertaining versus being himself. He knows he doesn't have the personality, but he's torn. Um, I mean, I'll take this two ways. One, if your friend doesn't have the personality to be an awesome streamer, then he shouldn't be trying to force it. You need to play to your strengths. It's just like the same reason why, uh, you know, if I ever were to write a book or if I were to, you know, like, like I, that's my biggest weakness is writing, right? So I would work with someone who had those skills. I wouldn't try and force myself to do it myself. Um, I would, t- uh, so there's that. But if he's really saying that as cover for, you know, emotionally dealing with things, he needs to know that being himself is going to help him create his best content. And let me tell you something. There are people who are broadcasters on every platform that have all sorts of personality types, extroverted, introverted, high skill, low skill, funny, not funny, serious, philosophical, whatever. And no matter where you fall on that spectrum, you have to realize that being true to who you are is going to help you make the best content and people who are like you or that like the way you think are going to gravitate towards you. So don't worry so much about your personality. Worry more about being there each and every day um, and trying to get in tune with the core of who you are. Uh, Dresden King asks, what should a growing streamer do when viewership is slowed down to a trickle? You should move to another platform. <laughs> you need to take a risk. You need to make a big change. I would move to another platform if you're streaming on Twitch, Mixer, Facebook, somewhere where you can get some more um, you know, wide open space to run around and play with folks. Uh, I would network with other folks and I would start looking really critically at the times of day that you're streaming if that's an option for you. Um, When things slow down, your option is to either plan ahead, you know, wait in the gaming space, like wait for the next big release that you want to play. You know, I was talking about Sea of Thieves today. Um, I knew that Sea of Thieves was going to do well on my channel because it did in the beta. So we're streaming today four times the normal viewership showed up because people were excited for it and it meshes with my personality so there's like a lot of things that you can do 
as you get to know the content that you're making um because as you do that you'll be able to better position yourself for success so um i'm always a big fan of the 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 larger risks up front so changing to a different platform where you might have more ability to get noticed is probably the first one um and then behind that figuring out what games and what times you're streaming so you're positioning yourself optimally uh to, to just get to get noticed in a way that you can stand out um <clears throat> Retro Ogre says, bro, man, what are some things uh, you did to prepare the transition to full-time broadcasting? Was there ever a time when you felt like it wouldn't work out and how did you overcome that? Um, So I never really did anything to prepare uh, to go full-time. I I was patient. I kept working my other jobs. um, And then when I felt like I had a large enough community, I took my shot with the expectation that if it didn't work out, I could fall back into my old career um, and back into my old education and just keep moving. Um, So uh, I didn't really do much to prepare for the transition other than make sure I was ready and made sure that, to answer your second question, I never felt like I would fail if I was full-time. Because when I took that step, I had like 100% level of confidence. Like I was not afraid that I could make it work because I saw where the trend was going. I saw where Twitch was going. And I was, I mean, you have to realize when I started, it was, um, you know, five years ago and I had been on Twitch for a year before that. So I'd spent six, uh, a year already in the space, uh, knowing what trends looked like there. And when I saw my trends matching up with other people who I saw getting partner and going full-time and making it, I had an, I had an incredibly high level of, of confidence. I knew I wasn't going to fail. Uh, so that's where I was at. Um, and I recommend that for everyone. You know, if you're going to try and take your shot full time, wait until you feel like you're set up to have a launch pad and then take your shot. Um, go all in and and don't worry about it. And if you're worried about making ends meet, you know, you can downsize. You can do so much shit to make it full time, because like, let me tell you, uh, the year that I made minimum wage streaming on Twitch was way better than the year that I made minimum wage working at Chick-fil-A. You see what I'm saying? Um, It's about doing what you love and then paying your bills with it. That's what it's always been like for me. So position yourself (laughs) so that it takes, you know, you don't have to have astronomical. Let's make $200,000 a year to be successful success. Um, You can you can make twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year and still pay for all your shit. And I know that that's not a lot of money uh, to some people. But if you really want to do what you love for for your, the rest of your life, putting yourself in a position where it is as easy to get there as possible is part of the equation. Um, uh, Jeff Huey. Jeff Huey says, uh, do you think Sea of Thieves could be a long-term game on your streamers or it's something that they could add in? I don't know. I've only played it for 10 hours. I don't like speculating on stuff like that. I'm having fun now. I, I think it'll definitely be fun for a week or two. Um, and then after that, it, it might be a really fun drinking game to play every once in a while. It it really depends on the community that grows up around it. Uh, you know, today was an interesting day streaming it, and I think I won't really get a full sense of how the game's going to play until they have the worldwide release. Um, and there's more pressure, more people, uh, more interactivity and things like that um, around it. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, so Bernie Twitch says, I dove straight into the variety pool for me. Uh, I'm assuming this means streaming. Uh, and that consists of games that are years old. When looking for games to play, what do you recommend uh, when you're trying to decide your next game? Uh, I recommend games that match with things you already enjoy. Like if you've enjoyed RPGs in the past, Keep your eye out for the next great RPG. Shooters, look for the next great shooter. And then hybrids, right? Like a, a, an RPG shooter or, a, you know, a strategy shooter, something like that. Like making sure that you you kind of, you know, look across the, you know, timeline of games that are coming out and see things that are interesting and that match with your already established preferences and audience. That makes it a little bit easier. Um as far as picking your next game. Uh, and when you don't know what your next game is, like it's okay to feel like you're in a holding pattern. <clears throat> Voice crack. It's okay to feel like you're in a holding pattern. Like 
you don't need to to you know constantly like pushing for growth all the time is great but when you are at the kind of mercy of the market interest and there's nothing that you feel like you can put on a good show with there's nothing wrong with sticking with like you know the old faithfuls or setting up a backup strategy to play through games that you love um, while you're waiting for the next big thing for your stream and then while you're doing that take time to strategize and build out you know on other social media platforms spend time networking spend time making more content other places because you have that time now and you won't have it when you're super focused on the uh, <clears throat> the current game that you're hyping um, and focusing on. Uh, a Spencer 122 says, I'm sure you've asked this a million times. How do you uh, prepare? How do you prepare your significant other for the time you need to stream and make it? Not just being a game, but into a career. Communication, communication, communication. Setting expectations, letting them know what you think how it's going to work, telling them your game plan. Communicate, dude. Talk about it until they understand. Um, And also trust their feedback. Trust them to be brutally honest with you. Like, if they're saying if they're saying dumb shit, like video games can't pay the bills, you tell them to, you know, fuck off. That's that's not having a conversation. You know, they can. They do for many people in the world. Um, But if they feel like you because this is your significant other and they should know you incredibly well and be able to give you brutally honest feedback. If they look at you and they're like, listen, this is not your skill set. You're not an entertainer. You know, like that's not where you're at. You should listen to that feedback too. And then you should ask them, what, what are you good at? Um, you know, and they might say, look, you know, I know you've loved this streaming dream, but you've also been talking about becoming a nurse or something like, and you've talked about both of these things so much. And I feel like you'd be better at this because of these things about you. Um, it's, it's about having that really brutally honest conversation with them and listening to their feedback and also advocating for your position until you, you reach a conclusion, right? Like it's not about forcing them to buy into your dream. It's about getting them on board. And if they're not on board because they really know you and they think it's a horrible idea, then it's something worth listening to. But the answer to that question to anyone, how do I get my significant other to X? is one, you don't. You can't make one person decide to do fucking anything. You don't have any control over them. You just have control over you. And you have to fucking talk about it. You just have to talk about it until they it, until they understand. Because that's all you can really ask from someone else is that they understand you. But you're not going to be able to force action if they truly believe it's a bad idea. Um... <clears throat> So we're going through a bunch of silly questions. Uh, Beast Gamer Man says, what advice do you have for someone who's looking to be a mix of a video game streamer and an IRL streamer with powerlifting? How do you grow without alienating either viewer group? Well, you start by realizing that there are a shit ton of people who play video games and there are a, which means there's a lot of people who powerlift and play video games. Um, I would start watching Bajira on Twitch and see how he navigates between those two worlds. He is, you know, a fantastic streamer. He's a top-ranked WoW player, and he streams on Twitch. He's great, and he's also, he's been a competitive bodybuilder. He's sponsored by bodybuilding.com. He does exactly what you're asking about right now flawlessly. So if you're looking for an example of execution, I would go follow Bajira. Um, and see how he manages his content. I don't think anyone is instantaneously alienated, especially if you're doing a good job saying, in the morning I do powerlifting streams, and in the night I do gaming. And you have a schedule, you know, so people know what to expect. Uh, Ultimura asks uh, <laughs> another question about Sea of Thieves. How do you feel about Sea of Thieves and long-term content? Uh, following up on the question before, I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, there's no real way to get there until we get there. Uh, Alex H, thank you. Uh, would you recommend streaming on console straight from Twitch while I finish building my streaming computer, even though my end goal is to stream on Facebook instead? Uh, I mean, you should stream as much as you can and get experience with what it's like dealing with a chat, moderating a chat, picking games, making a schedule, understanding your energy output understanding how to set up your video, understand how to set up your audio. Like there's so many things about streaming that you can learn 
only by doing it and saying I'm going to stream streaming somewhere else in the future. So I'm just not going to fuck with it right now is ignoring all of the education you could be giving yourself. So I'd start streaming immediately. Nah, Mr. Beast Mikey says as a small video game streamer on Twitch is it better to stick to one game or play through it and play through its full cycle or play multiple different games and genres. I mean, again, you need to play with what matches with your personality and content the most. Also, if your goal is growth, I would move to a different platform. Um, you know, ultimately, there are a lot of games out there that you can play. There's a lot of games out there that you can enjoy. Um, and if you're not vibing with a game, don't feel like you have to play it all the way through. And and if you feel like jumping around games one day, that's fine. Like there's no like there's no rule. There's best practices. Um, but ultimately, it's going to come down to whether or not you can put on a great show. And if you feel stuck in a game and you're frustrated by it, people are going to pick up on that and they won't hang around. <laughs> so ultimately, as far as games, pick what you love. Um, <clears throat> and if this was a question about going variety, a.k.a. streaming a lot of games or being a single game streamer, uh, it's always cool to have a game that, that you're known for or that is your home base. But you need to people need to understand that that's not who you are. So no matter what variety needs to be part of your equation, um, this is a lesson that I learned far too late in my career because I was trying to ride the gravy train. You know, I was trying to imagine that everything would be perfect for forever and it wasn't. Um, so, yeah, uh, stick to it. I mean, if you stick to one game and you love it and it's performing well, that's awesome. But inside of that moment, realize you need to be strategizing. OK, I'll do this this much this week and next week. I need to be playing different games along with this core thing. The RP Gent uh, says, started streaming from uh, consoles, uh, thinking of investing in a PC so I can display platforms. No real growth as I'm playing games. Is PC worthwhile investment or by jumping the gun? I want to make this my job eventually. Um, <clears throat> I mean, if you're if you've been doing it and you're not having any growth and you're still invested, then yeah, uh, buying a PC seems to make sense, uh, especially if you want to stream somewhere else, um, you know, and, and you want to try and make it your career. You need to position yourself for that. Um, you know, building a PC is it's a great thing as a gamer in the first place, so it doesn't really take away from things. Uh, but if you eventually want to make it your job, you eventually you're going to have to have some investment. Uh, I always counsel people against over investing until they've started streaming. It sounds like you've already done that just to cover my bases for anyone who's listening to this. Um, you know, and if you love it, then investing in it makes sense. Even as a hobbyist, you know, even if you love blacksmithing, like if you fucking love blacksmithing, eventually you will have invested in that hobby so much that you probably have like a forge that you're renting space in nearby or in your own goddamn house. So think of it that way, because that's how I built my setup out when I was getting started. Uh, Ralphie says, um, <laughs> very similar budget question. Um, I've been using any advice. Should I keep going and share properties on PS4? Is any good? Um, listen, man, if you love streaming, your setup doesn't matter at first. You know, like, I think this is just like a general thing. Like, yeah, we always we all want to put on the best quality of content, but so many people have made it streaming directly from their PS4. Uh, some of the biggest streamers on Twitch started streaming directly from console, um, and their personality is what shined through. So, you know, I, I understand that it's frustrating not to have the best setup in the world. But you can use that as an opportunity to refine your ability to uh, execute in other areas like, you know, interacting with people, networking, um, because at the end of the day, your content's going to be f the fucking bomb, whether or not, you know, you have that 5% that's the polish on top of everything. Um, you know, good content and good content creators shine through no matter what sort of um I want to like barriers are there. So if you're steering straight from your PS4, but you're fucking awesome, people won't care. And conversely, if you have the best setup in the world, it costs you $50,000. Your overlays are on point and they were designed by Hollywood geniuses and your content sucks. No one will fucking care. <sighs> Covert Cryon 
says, I have bad internet. It can take a long time for me to download games. The obvious thing to do would be to do uh, YouTube instead of Twitch. Other than moving or upgrading, what are my options on a budget? If your internet sucks, you can't stream, period. So, you know, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, fucking Musical.ly, <laughs> fucking every social media platform you can possibly think of, um, you can make and upload content there. And I get that Twitch is the dream, but you have to understand if your dream is to just play video games for a living, there's a lot of different ways to get there. Um, and Twitch is one path. Now, I, I understand it's that new hotness. I fucking get it. But if you can't stream and all you do all day is think about how you can't fucking stream, you're not doing anything with yourself. So, you know, YouTube, any any place you can do pre-produced content, do it and put it out and learn how to be a fantastic executor there. And then when you get to the point where you're making the money from all that other shit, you get to move and start streaming. Um, it just becomes a later play in the strategy situation. But there really is no way to up, uh, you know, make your internet better other than upgrading it or moving if you are in a really shit situation. Um, Chris Cagle, <clears throat> aka 13 Titan Prime, asks, How do I keep my stream secure from assholes, uh, third party plug- plugins, or do I use bots? If you're talking about trolls, uh, you know, ban trolls, block trolls, you know, you can turn on auto mod and chat. If you're talking about people doxing you, and you're really super worried about it, you can you can set up a VPN. Uh, private internet access seems to be the one that has the best upload. Um, even then, they do IP cycling uh, every once in a while, so you'll lose connection to your stream, and that's a bit frustrating, but those are my recommendations. Um, I uh, have an opportunity to upgrade my streaming PC. Where would you recommend pre-builds? Pre-builds are great right now <laughs> because... Uh, GPU prices are insane. Um, you know, I've bought PCs from a lot of places. Uh, I buy power, cyber power. Um, uh, you know, pretty much every pre-built retailer except Alienware, who still makes good stuff. Um, I've used, ultimately, I, I think that, you know, they're all using the same guts. You should just shop for your budget uh, anywhere you can. <clears throat> Combat Chris asks, I'm a veteran that struggled with VA healthcare system. I'm looking at becoming a content creator. What's the best way for me to capture an audience of veterans? I want to provide a place of resources for vets that are struggling. That's beautiful. Um, and so you have that passion, right? You have the focus of, of what you want your content to do. You want it to provide a place for veterans to come and hang out um, to deal with you know what they're struggling with. Entertainment's a great way to escape whatever the fuck's going on. Um there are fantastic people that you can network with in the gaming space. Uh, Stack Up, uh, which is an organization that that does gaming events with veterans and Operation Supply Drop as well. Um, you know, meeting people inside of that community, meeting them in person because they do in-person meetings all the time. And then, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I stream. So if you want this experience, you know, like, here's a place for us all to hang out online, you know, after this. that That's a great way to start. Um, making friends outside of the stream and then bringing them in uh, because it'll slowly build over time uh, and people will notice your passion, um, you know, especially among the community that you're a part of. Um, if you're really out there trying to do good, people will come alongside you and help you do good and join in your community. Uh, it's just going to take a while and it's going to take networking, going out there and being parts of those people. But I would start with those two two communities, you know, uh, stack up, and Operation Supply Drop are fantastic charitable organizations that are focused on providing great locations for veterans around the gaming space. Um, and it's a great place for you to go and meet people who are interested in doing what you're doing um, and that are already sort of bought into the idea that gaming is going to be helpful for them. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm reading through some really ridiculous questions. Um, uh, na underscore th1. Gotta love Twitter names, man. Uh, someone who suffers from anxiety, depression, is there certain support groups you can go to and you're having a rough day with your symptoms? Broadcasting partners can only do so much stuff, uh, only do so much with their own plate. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, if you're suffering from anxiety and depression, escapism is fantastic. Like, it's helped me with a lot of, you know, depression or whenever I feel anxious. Um, you know, it's helped my brother, too. 
but ultimately, you know, like the escapism that can be provided by a content creator or watching content or consuming whatever content you enjoy is limited. Uh, ultimately, like if you're looking for a support group, you can Google like like support groups in my area. You know, um, uh, anxiety, depression, mental illness is something that is becoming much more uh, open and, and easier to talk about. Like, um, you know, when I was a kid, uh, I had some psychological issues. You know, I, I had ADHD and then, you know, my one of my best friends passed away uh, like on his birthday when I was 10. And, you know, that that shit really fucked me up mentally. Uh, and so my parents had to go out, advocate and fight for me uh, every new school year to say, like, this is, you know, this is who my child is. Like, this is part of who he is. And this is just something he's struggling with. Like, you know, it's just like as if he were to have a, a broken arm and you need to treat him respectfully. You know, so that was that was two decades ago. Now it's a lot easier to go out there online or wherever. But the, I think the the key is you actually have to go somewhere and meet people. Go talk to your doctor. Go find a support group because that's what's going to help. Um, you know, there are there are support groups, um, you know, and if you're looking for support groups for streaming specifically, that is something that is still sort of in development. Uh, my friend, uh, she streams on Twitch. Her name is She Snaps. Uh, she does mental health awareness stuff all the time. So I think that maybe going there, she's more ingrained in that space. I would take time to go there, talk to her, talk to her community and find a place from them where you can go next. Uh, forever. TH734. Uh, what is your favorite all time old school game that could use a remake? Chrono Trigger. Uh, Rustable Tech. Talking out as a streamer, how do you find mods? I noticed most mods are mods on multiple channels. It's because good mods are hard to find, and uh, when you share communities with people, sharing moderators is great. I find mods uh, based off of three concepts. One, they need to be a positive person. Two, they need to know how to control chat, and they do that before they're a mod because banning or timing someone out is not actually control, it's punishment. Um, so, you know, people who can steer chat away from that. And then the three, it's someone who's present. So those are the things that I look for and I recommend anyone look for. Uh, Jason Wright, Dark Chronicle 13. Any tips on networking? I'm 100% open to the idea. I don't know where to start if that makes sense. Here's how you network as a broadcaster. You go to every single streamer who plays the games that you love. And you go to every single chat every single day and you hang out for 10 minutes and you chat. That is it. That is the simplest and most practical way I can break that down. Um, make sure you follow every streamer that plays every game that you like on Twitter. Reply to their posts. Follow them on Instagram. Interact with their content there as well. You know, it's, it is about just slowly making yourself a part of the community in a meaningful way. And it really isn't that hard. Um, people just have a difficult time, like... <clears throat> Uh, siphoning out, you know, the value of, of their time. So that's that's what I would recommend doing, man. Um, that's the simplest way to do it. Uh, and just check it off, you know, every day. Make sure that you're there. Um, and eventually, you know, you might start thinking very utilitarian about it, but you'll find it hard to leave before you know it. And you'll really start to make strong, powerful connections. And that is what networking is. It's making friends. Uh, E-Spirit the Dragon. <clears throat> As a starting streamer, I know you say consistency to, is important to gaining traction. As someone with mental illness uh, 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 that comes and goes, how would you recommend dealing with it? You say, just fucking do it. Well, what when you what about when you can't find any motivation to do it? Um, you know, mental illness like this is tough. Uh, you need to make sure that you get yourself in the right place before you start attacking um, your goals head on. Uh, I understand with mental illness, it comes and goes. Sometimes treatment's hard, medication's hard, whatever you're doing to get yourself set up and right is difficult. Um, but, you know, until you get to the point mentally that you can consistently do something that you love, um, you know, I would recommend focusing on getting to that place before you started, you know, start out with making all of your content. You know, you can always document your journey to that point as well. Um, Open conversations about mental health and, and awareness is important. Um, 
you know, so being able to get comfortable with talking about that would also benefit you greatly just on a day to day uh, basis. But I think that the the like the like the true reality is, is like not everybody is ready to start right now. Like if you want to start training for a marathon, but your legs fucking broken, you have to fix your fucking leg first. Um, and I think that it's the same way with mental health. Uh, I, I think that people are ashamed, which is why sometimes it takes a long time to go out there and get the help and to be super proactive. And I understand, especially if you're dealing with medication, like there's titration times and all this other shit and you have to get your body used to whatever the therapeutic dose is. And sometimes that can take months and I get it. It's slow and it's an exhausting and it's excruciating. Um, but it's part of the process. Uh, and if, uh, and if you can't be consistent up front, but you are consistently honest about what's going on with you, I think any community will accept that. Um, so that would, I mean, like those two ideas, like balancing between those two ideas of, of making sure you're getting better. Or if you want to go out there, just go out there and be open and honest every day about who you are, what you're going through. Um, that works as well. Either one of those strategies, I feel like is the successful in the long term. Uh, but when it comes to mental health or any sort of like illness or disease, you have to make sure you're putting yourself first as far as taking care of yourself. Uh, the scar 43 says, if you want to grow a directory on a platform for a game that isn't represented, what steps did you take? What world of Warcraft on Nixer, for example, stream world of Warcraft every motherfucking day. Network on the World of Warcraft forums, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Talk to people about World of Warcraft so they start getting interested in you and then they ultimately find your content. And then go hard when the next expansion launches. That's what I would recommend doing. Easy peasy, right? <laughs> it's not. It'll take a lot of time, but that's that's the recommendation. Um, Rock Charon. Huh, huh. Hit my voice. <clears throat> hey, thinking about going to college for video game level design. I'm not sure if I can afford living on my own yet. Stay home for another year and fuck it and go to college anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that everyone can afford to live on their own. Uh, it's a matter of whether or not you're willing to downsize enough to do so. When I started streaming, my my overhead was $900 a month. And if I was making $901 a month, I was living, I was living large. I was making it. Um, if you want to learn video game level design, uh, I, I do not think necessarily that, uh, gaming is in a place where, um, a collegiate education is necessary. A lot of people that I know that do level design or work in the gaming space, it's a mixture of people who got those jobs by going to college and the people who got those jobs by presenting projects from the past that are successful. Um, if you're dead set on going to college, do it. <clears throat> do it. Um, but I will tell you that if you're not designing video games right now, you need to fucking start yesterday. Um, because there is, especially in such a practical art like game design, um, it's such a fusion of, you know, like all the traditional arts and then programming uh, that you really do need to start learning how that shit fits together right now. Um, and then examine your life. <clears throat> Figure out how you can go live somewhere on $900 a month or less, you know. Uh, but I, I, I cannot, I cannot say this enough. Like if you're not designing games right now, fucking start. Um, and if you think you can't live on your own, you absolutely can. You just need to figure out what the fuck you want to sacrifice to make it happen. And if you can't sacrifice those things, you need to reevaluate how hard you actually want the thing that you say you want. Um, and that's real. That's real talk. <laughs> Rachel says, uh, I'm newly affiliated streamer on Twitch. I've been toying with the idea of trying out Facebook to see if it would help growth. Uh, I'm concerned how long I can do it without losing my affiliate status. Uh, terms say that we can stream elsewhere as long as it's not at the same time. Should I test the waters for a week and still drop Twitch until I make a decision? I mean, uh, the affiliate program on Twitch is great. Uh, if you want to be a, uh, you know, if you want to stream like and it's your hobby, 
it is one of the quickest ways to start making money with a hobby that I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. You know, you can get 100 subs as an affiliate uh, because you've got, you know, that many people that like watching you every week or every month. Uh, and you can make a you can make a decent chunk of change as a side hustle on Twitch. Um, so if your goal is to do this as a side hustle, Twitch is fucking rock solid right now. I, I do not feel like um, on the short term and on the side hustle side, Twitch Twitch is beaten by anyone. However, if your ultimate goal with this is to go full time, uh, you need to look heavily at competing platforms like Mr. Mixer and Facebook uh, because they are sort of in a golden state right now where just simply being there is going to result in some sort some sort of growth um, because they are still learning how to acquire users in the gaming space and drive them towards their gaming fe- gaming features when it comes to Facebook and then users acquisition if, it, if you're looking at Nixer. Uh, so ultimately, the answer to that, those are both. There's both answers. Your goal determines which one is applicable to you. Uh, fighting Amish. I don't have a ton of time to stream, considering outside activities. Uh, lists a whole bunch of stuff. I stream three days a week for three hours, and six days on Saturday and Sunday. Should I try and find more time, or is that all right to get started? Yeah, your time investment is incredible for getting started. When I started streaming, uh, I was streaming. Just when I had the spare time. So, like, I want to say my first three months, uh, you know, before I decided to go hard. Yeah, I mean, I was streaming, like, four hours a night, two or three times a week. Um, obviously, the the, the the ecosystem and landscape of Twitch uh, was very different back then. Um, I'll refer to you back <laughs> to my previous answer uh, as far as your goal set determining where you want to go if this is what you're doing and you want to maybe do full-time maybe and you don't need the money right now uh i would go take my bet on Nixer or facebook because you have time there to have that sort of minimal investment pay off for you if you want to be a hobbyist this is a perfect amount of time on twitch you probably develop a decent following and start making some some all right side hustle money man 100 uh junior tv somebody's trying to stream and grow my name kind of content outside of streaming do you recommend creating all of it all of it (laughs) all of it um you know i made the mistake when i got started the first kind of couple years i was streaming on twitch i was not making uh content anywhere else because i was like twitch is the shit didn't make a twitter didn't make an instagram didn't make a youtube didn't no 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 i didn't want to um you should be everywhere. You should make as much content and you should take your content repackages and put it as many different places as you possibly can um, that you can tolerate and that you feel like you you do a good job on. And if, and if something's not a good fit, then, then it's not a good fit. And that's I personally think that that's OK. Um, you know, <sighs> but yeah, I mean, like if you're streaming already and you're trying to grow, uh, taking your content and putting it everywhere, it's so fucking easy to do. Once you have a strategy for it, yeah, it takes like 10 to 20 hours to learn how to repackage your content up front. But then once you understand how to do it, it just becomes checking off, you know, the list. It used to take me uh, an hour to record my podcast and an hour and a half to edit and upload it. Now it takes me an hour to record the podcast and 15 to 10 minutes to edit and upload it. And it would go faster if I didn't have to, you know, uh, encode everything. So I'd make everything everywhere, man. Um, and what are the keys when you're creating content? I mean, it is so simple, dude. You, like, to you just need to be yourself. Find out who you are and what drives you, and then make content surrounding that. Um, put your opinions and your thoughts out there. Chowder um, <laughs> said, uh, "Oh man, a whole bunch of stuff." Question is, uh, what is the best way to focus your time on any response on uh, time on anything that you're passionate about? Uh, so you make sh- and but also making sure your real life responsibilities are being taken care of. I feel like I'm missing out on opportunities because of life. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, like this is a hard conversation, but um, we've talked about this in the podcast before. So if you haven't. 
please go back and check out some other episodes um, because this is a, a topic we've dove into in depth. Um, I have a couple episodes about putting everything on the table. If you feel like your life is just too fucking busy, it's not. There are places that you can optimize. There are, you can stay up later. You know, you can sleep less. Um, you can reorganize your time with your family, like whatever it takes. Like you can find the time. Um, but it, it means making some tough sacrifices, having some hard conversations and really feeling sure about what it is that you want to do. Um, so in my mind, uh, you know, you should always make sure, like, make sure your bills are paid, you know, make sure you stay alive. When you say family, I don't know if that means family that's yours or family that you're dealing with. You're talking about buying a house. Maybe you need to think about putting buying a house on hold. Like, maybe you need to think about investing less time in your family <clears throat> and focusing on uh, doing what it is that you feel like you need to do to, to grow your passion. Take that bet. Make that risk. Um, <clears throat> You know, I never thought I was going to buy a house ever. I have one now um, because that is something that I knew that if I had the opportunity to do and I didn't take it, I would be incredibly disappointed in myself in the future. So like, and that's the same way that I dealt with making decisions about streaming. Like <clears throat> when I took my full-time shot at streaming, I knew I would be incredibly disappointed if I didn't do it. So I did it. And if it failed, whatever, um, you know, that is sort of, uh, when I'm up against a wall, that's how I do my decision-making. And right now it sounds like you're up against the same wall. You have too much going on in your real life. And you want to do something that you're passionate about. And the, the way that I see you phrasing this question, um, like, I just feel like you are probably in a place where you need to sit down, evaluate everything, talk to the people that you love, and focus on going after what you're passionate about. You also need to understand that there's a very low percent chance of it being successful. I don't, and if that terrifies you, then you need to walk away now. Um, but if you hear that and you say, fuck yeah, I can make it, then you need to go hard. And figure out a way to do all that. Uh, I I feel like for myself, for a long time in my life, I was run by other people. Uh, you know, I I, le I lived my life um, by democracy. Everyone had a vote about what I could do with my time. My ex-wife, my family, my boss at work, everyone. And my life, I was literally just a drone. Like I was a robot that got voted into existence. <clears throat> and I was just doing whatever it was anyone told me. And now I'm not like that. Um, you need to find the parts of your life where you're letting everyone else have a vote, but you don't get to have your vote. And you need to talk to those people that you love, have a real conversation, figure out a way to set your responsibilities up, um, and then focus on what you love. Whether that's, you know, whether you get four hours a night or two hours a night, put that time in. If you care, you'll do it and you'll get there. Um, so there you go, Chowder. I hope, uh, I hope that was what you were looking for. It might not have been, but that's what I got for you. Um, <laughs> Erico, Erico says, who won your NVIDIA giveaway? His name is Douglas, and he lives in Brazil. <laughs> uh, and we're working on getting that stuff to him right now. Uh, international shipping is always a little bit complicated. And, uh, of course, when it's going to Brazil, it means it has to come to my house first. So, uh... <laughs> We'll be getting that on our way to Douglas soon. Um, Sir Slaw says, if you're a broadcaster with an established community and stability, what's the risk of moving to a new platform? I have a lot of follow-ups to this, uh, but uh, if you find it worth discussion. Uh, Sir Slaw, uh, if your community has access, I, I've been asked this a lot in DMs, so I'm just going to take this another direction, but I think it's going to still answer your question. Listen, if your goal is to make streaming or content creation full time, <laughs> that you want it to be your job, you want to pay your bills with it, you do not have time to be overly concerned about where you are doing that if there is somewhere else that provides more opportunity. Um, 
if your community has access to the internet, they have access to your content. Period. Um, now, if they're going to be, uh, if they're going to be incredibly obsessed with where they're consuming that content, that's on them. Um, you know, there are a lot of folks who've been using different words with me. Like, I don't want to betray my community. I don't want them to feel like I don't care, blah, 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 and all the other shit. And that's cool. Like, I get that mentality. But the, at the end of the day, um, you have to go where it's best for you. You are not um, abandoning them. You're still there. You're still online. You're just in a different website that they punch into the top of their fucking phone or a different app that they open up after they unlock it. Um, and that's the narrative, you know, and it's not an ultimatum. It's not like, if you're really a fan, you'll come here. You'll lose people, sure. Um, but I, I think that I think that what matters is in the long term, if I was in a position where um, I was starting streaming now and I had started on Twitch and I had, you know, like, I mean, 10 to like 50 consistent viewers, um, you know, zero to 50, let's say. Uh, and, and I had regulars and all that other shit. I would still move somewhere else if I had the chance to, uh, because like, I love those people and I would encourage them to come with me. But if my dream is to fucking make it, I would try everything I could to fucking make it. Um, I think that if you have an established community, yeah, it's hard, but it's not a, it's not like you make the decision and you stop talking to them. You tell them what's going on. You communicate why. And the people that are passionate about you and your content will get it. And the people that are just there because it's easy to find you, they won't and they'll leave. But guess what? You've just identified all of the power players in your community. You know, there's there are positives that come out of it, too. But you just have to be open and honest with the people who follow you and tell them, like, I'm going here because this is an opportunity for me. And I would regret it if I didn't take this opportunity just because I'd be on a different web address. Um, you know. <laughs> if I was offered an opportunity to take everything that I had right now and move it somewhere else. <clears throat> knowing full well that all the projects that I work on were taken care of, you know, Guardian Con, all this other stuff, I'd still pay my bills, and I felt I had more opportunity on the other side of that deal, I would take it in a heartbeat, even with my incredibly established community, because I know in the long run, it would be better not only for me, but for everyone who follows me um, and, and enjoys my content, because <clears throat> I would be happier at that other place. I would make better content, more content. Um, they could come over and they could experience a different kind of community. You know, there's, there's so many positives. And I think that folks really focus on the negative when there's change. But if you can be the one motherfucker in the room that looks at all of the change and sees the positive instead of the negative, you are the person that will win. And that's the way you have to approach it if you're transitioning. Um, to echo what I've said like two times before. Ultimately, that is determined by your goal set. So if you're just doing this to be, you know, a hobbyist, <laughs> you know, if you just like streaming for fun, then, you know, ignore what I just said. But if you're thinking about jumping over somewhere else, um, your community will come with you. You just have to make sure you communicate and you're compassionate and you're patient. Uh <laughs> Legit Rodriguez says, do you see subscription services like Xbox Games Pass and EA Access being more prominent? Yes. I think that Netflix is crushing the movie game with subscription stuff like that. And, um, you know, I think that Xbox and EA uh, or whoever in the gaming space can provide a Netflix analog that is market sensitive to what people want is also going to clean the fuck up. Um there's a lot of things that need to happen to go into more detail there. But I think ultimately people like taking their money, putting it in one place and leaving it there and then getting the content that they want. Um, especially when it comes to video games. Judo Narwhal says, what's a good way to stay motivated with streaming after two years? The energy and fun times never stop. How do you do it? Me? Um, uh, I mean, it comes it comes from who I am. Uh <laughs> 
I could go a lot of different directions with this, but ultimately my whole life, the one thing that I held true, even when other people were sort of controlling my life was I wanted to make other people smile, laugh, um, and make people's lives better. You know, every job I had had like, that's, that was the thing I gravitated towards. Like if I was making coffee, I wanted to make coffee because that was going to make someone's day a nice cup of coffee. If I was in a psych hospital, you know, I wanted to make sure that the, the person I was taking care of was safe and that they were they were all right. They were getting the medication and care that they needed because it made their life better. Um, you know, that's always been my focus. And so for streaming, I get to do everything I did in my other jobs, but to so much of a grander scale. Like, it's fucking ridiculous that I can... Like, it's... I mean, it's awesome and like, yay, that's where trends go. But it's also fucking stupid that today I had... Uh, you know, over the course of the day, I had like, uh, I have no idea. Like, I didn't, but I didn't bring on my stats. So this was a bad idea. So I had, uh, you know, at any given point today, I had over 1,500 uh, to 2,000 people watching me play uh, a video game and smile and laugh and have a good time. And that made their day better. Like, that's fucking nuts that I have a button on my fucking computer that does that. Um, so like that motivates me like I'm still enraptured and in awe of the the absolute like power of the technology that that we have to connect with each other that's what drew me into Twitch um you know that's what drives me to to do even more things with it like like GuardianCon like that it like the power that connects us is just so overwhelming that that's where I draw a lot of my motivation and strength from and when I lose sight of that I feel demotivated you know but that's where that is, man. That's where I'm at. Favorite game of all time from Antio Planet. Chrono Trigger, my dude. <clears throat> Scoob asks as a podcasting question. Scoobaroo, in terms of podcasting, how hard is it to get on all platforms? Do you simply submit apps? I'm going to be recording soon. Uh, also, if you go back and delist your own qual uh, quality for podcasts before submitting, uh, you find it harder to uh, record live. Um, when I started doing my podcast, it came after five years of doing live content uh, on Twitch. Um, you know, or well, I guess I started four years and five months in, right? So doing anything live is not difficult for me. It's a skill set I've acquired. So no, it's not hard. Yes, it's hard at first, but you'll get better at it. And if you're good at talking, it'll be easy as motherfucking shit. Uh, if, uh, I don't go back and listen to my own podcast for quality because I know what quality audio sounds like and I've been doing it for a long time. Um, I'll listen, I'll listen back to episodes every once in a while. Uh, but every episode, uh, like I don't have the time. I have the time to record it and make sure it's done right the first time. And that's it. Um, and honestly, since it's just audio, uh, and you can use apps like like Discord and also other stuff to make sure you've got your levels right. After you've done one or two recordings, you'll really have it dialed in to nail it live. It will not be hard. As far as getting your podcast on all platforms, you go to uh, you go to your phone, you open up an app, or you can go to a website. It's Anchor. You can so Anchor on your phone or Anchor.fm um, on a web browser. You start your feed there, and it goes everywhere. They're even on Spotify now. Everywhere. So you go to anchor.fm, you sign in, you create the Scoobaroo podcast, and you're done. <laughs> That's it. It's two clicks. Um, best of luck, my dude. <laughs> uh, Kai.wave. At what point do you think it makes sense for a streamer who's struggling to try something else? Is it possible for anyone to change their content to achieve greater success? Or do you think it's wiser for some people to seek opportunity elsewhere? I think it's time for you to quit when you can't stand it anymore. Because for me, I once I really discovered and loved Twitch, nothing was going to fucking stop me. Um, nothing was. I was going to do this streaming thing for the rest of my life. And I'm talking about when I'm 82. Am I going to be pulling like marathon 24-hour sessions? No, but like when I started, I was like, shit. I want to do this every time I have a free moment ever and and you know things change and and like you know this is part of my schedule now but like I still have that drive and that feeling to do it every day. Um if you are if you feel like you just don't want to do it anymore then don't fucking do it. 
you know, there's a difference between not wanting to do something anymore and then it being hard. Like, if it's hard, like, I don't care. I've had a lot of hard times on stream. I wasn't going to fucking give up. Um, and I think that's how you know, man. Uh, if that fire, if that passion goes out, then it's probably time to move on. Uh, but until that happens, you know, I, I I would never give up for me personally. Um, Afro on Twitch says, for new streamers who are trying to up their game, what things do you suggest to make yourself more engaging? Uh, I mean, uh, the first upgrade you should probably make to any stream is making sure your audio is on point. Uh, second, um, <clears throat> more engaging. I mean, talk to everybody like they're your best friend. Every time you see someone in chat, know who they are, know what they do, know if they have a family, know if they have friends. Um, you know, uh, making yourself more engaging is simply engaging with other people more. Um, you know, my dad always kind of raised me. Uh, and, and this is like, uh, I have a re I have a really strong aversion unless I'm at an incredible high point in my life to getting really fucking, uh, like, like chest puffy, like really just like lots of ego and lots of pride and shit. Um, it's a shortcoming that I have because, you know, I'll get in situations where I should legitimately be proud of myself, uh, and have a little bit of, of, you know, of ego and pride going into a conversation, you know, whether it's like a, you know, like a big deal for guardian count or something like that. And I I'll undersell because of that. So it's like a vulnerability. Um, but I was taught that growing up because my dad, um, always said, to treat everyone else like they are the most important person in the room. And I think that doing that on Twitch or anywhere else you're making content, treating everyone else like they're the most important person in the room, much like the point of this entire podcast is, uh, like that drives engagement. It lets people know that you actually care because you do actually care. Um, and, you know, that's the methodology I have behind it is just treat every other person like they're the most important person in the world. Because to you, they should be, because they spent enough, they took enough of a risk to end up wherever your side of the internet was. And to them, they are, because we are the heroes of our own stories. Uh, Careless Rex. Um, all right, whole bunch of data. Uh, streaming for two years, instantly got 15 to 20 concurrent viewers. I can't get past that. I've been networking, active on social media, slowly increasing production value. Anything I'm missing, I'm confident in my content. I know there's plenty of room to grow. Um, I might, you might want to consider where you're making your content at. Right. Maybe, maybe another location might be better suited. Um, uh, and I mean, two years is great, but it's also not a lot of time. Uh, <laughs> be patient, man. Uh, you know, there, uh, like, there are so many stories of people on Twitch who were averaging, you know, they were averaging 50 to a hundred viewers. There's two stories recently on Twitch. Where these, there are these people that were averaging what would be considered low view counts. And then all of a sudden they blew the ever living fuck up. So it's about being there every day, you know, being consistent, putting in the time. Two years is great. Five years is better. Ten years is best. Um, you know, I, I would just keep putting in the time, you know, keep focusing, keep learning, keep honing your craft and waiting for your moment. You know, networking, doing everything you've done. Like, it sounds like you're doing everything right. So the only thing you have left to do is be patient. So be patient. <laughs> That's it. Because um, if you really are doing everything right, you're confident in your content and you know that there's room to grow. The only factor that you have is time. And if you can play the time game, you win. Um, How are we doing here? All right, we're almost almost done. I just want to make sure I didn't give you guys like a five-hour episode. Um, The Sneak Thief says, uh, part of a small group of committed creators. We already, uh, we're already chatting, modding in each other's chats and supporting our discords, interacting on socials. We're looking for ways to support each other in new ways. What are some best practices... Um, I mean, if you're working with other content creators right now that are around your size and you're already supporting each other in all those ways, um, 
the only things that I really could suggest is make sure you're each one of you is boosting each other's content, speaking highly of each other when you can, you know, further building out that social network, making sure you're not uh, locking people out of that group, making sure you're not like, well, I have these 10 friends, so I don't need any more. Um, that's a potential problem that you could run into. Uh, other than that, I would recommend making sure that each one of you sets up auto hosting <laughs> for the next person or for everyone in your group and for nobody else but the people that are in your group. Uh, because remember, if you're helping everyone, you're helping no one. So help the people that you want to help on your come up. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Tall Tucker says, uh, I've been thinking about streaming on Mixer, but I'm 48. I'll be one of the oldest streamers out there. What are your thoughts on someone of my age getting into streaming? You you have a fucking awesome advantage. You've had so much life to live. You've done so much already. You are in the perfect position to go out there and fucking destroy everything on that platform, dude. Uh, your age is nothing but an advantage because it makes you an outlier. And learning how to take that advantage and leveraging it into your content. Um figure like i mean whether it's the fact like hey wisdom wisdom wednesday and fucking motivation monday and whatever where you talk about all the bullshit you've had to deal with in your life fuck dude people my age want to learn that shit from people your age people younger than me want to learn that shit like people who want to learn like you have so much wisdom you have so much experience i'm sure of it (laughs) and you just have to find a way to put that shit out there you know your experience in the gaming space and everywhere else is going to pay off so it's never too late. Uh, you've got a lot more life to live, and I I can't wait to see you know how your streams are going to go. Uh, Malnox asks, "What advice do you have when you approach a company for a working relationship? Is there a scope of influence benchmarks you should hit before you 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 hit them?" Yeah, um, the standard uh, numbers for people being interested in in, in contracted sponsored work. Um, you know, on Twitch tends to set around a hundred thousand followers, maybe 50,000. Um, but that's just kind of the state of things right now. Um, so while you're on your way there, I think the most important thing is making sure that, you know, like if you buy a product and you like it, tweet about it. You know, if you buy a new piece of gear, talk about it. You know, if you, if you, if you like a microphone or you like a game, you know, tweet the developers and say, thank you. Find out who the community managers are, follow them, and interact with them on Twitter. Um, you know, things like that. Wanting nothing in return than to say thank you is the way to build a, re- a relationship with a company when you are starting out. Um, that's it. <laughs> it's a lot simpler than I think folks realize. Three Guns Down says, as someone who streamed for five years, who's had the success and who's had failures... And ended up falling out of the streaming scene just as the saturation bubble rose and came back into the streaming scene last year. What suggestions would you have to bring your audience back in? Uh, you can't. You need to divorce your ma- your mind from this idea of bringing your audience back. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, if you left for years, like that audience is fucking gone. They have moved on to another platform, to other people, whatever. You need to develop this mindset that you're, you're starting over. Which is fine, you know, um, and yeah, you might have some win back, but I think it's, it's really poisonous to say like, I used to have a thousand viewers every day and now I have 10 cause I took two days, two, two years off and fuck me. Like that's horrible. Um, I mean, if, if ultimately like if you have been streaming consistently for five years, um, and, uh, you know, you got into the scene, you know, with Justin TV and right before you got out right before Twitch really hit like, uh, you know, the market curve where a lot of people who are successful now got successful. And, you know, Twitch is just now starting to hit another like next level sort of attention, <clears throat> you know, focus location. Um, like there are other places where you can take that extensive amount of skill and use it. You know, today, a friend that I know have been streaming who's been streaming for three and a half years had his first day streaming on Mixer. Um, and he was the top viewed streamer on Mixer because his experience and the quality of his community up to that point came with him and it shows, 
Um, so I would recommend looking uh, at places where you can take that incredible amount of knowledge you have from streaming for so long and, and leverage it. And then it might even be easier to, you know, <clears throat> accept the fact that you're starting over, starting over on Mixer or Facebook or wherever you might want to make content um, instead of feeling like you're getting back into a game that you already played. Um, you can get into a game where you feel like you can win. Uh, Sir Doom says, tips for setting up your Twitch or stream as an LLC. I'm going to set mine up for a trip to Guardian Con. I want to know the pros and cons down the road. Uh, I am not a financial advisor. Get a CPA. Ask them, how do I set up an entertainment company? Tell them what you do and listen to their advice. That's it. Um, <laughs> it's not that hard. Uh, you know, uh, like that is it. That is literally it. And then you let the CPA do the thing that they do. Um, you know, you let the advisor do what they do and then you're all set up. That's it. Um, <laughs> and that, that is the end. We made it. So many questions today, guys, I, 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 guys and gals. I feel like the big takeaways today, um, again, uh, the big takeaways that I, I felt from all your questions. One, uh, make sure your goals are lining up with what you're doing. Um, and let those goals dictate the direction you want to take your content. Um, two, if you're just getting started, patience is key. And if you've been in the game for a while and you know that you're improving, patience is even more key. Um, and if you're having hard time, uh, having a hard time with the people around you accepting what you're doing, communicate as best you can with them. Um, to try and get them to understand. But ultimately, if they can't and you're at a crossroads, you need to bet on yourself. Um, I did it. I never looked back and I've never been happier. Thank you so much for listening today, guys and gals. I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, please, 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 you know, hit that subscribe button. Uh, leave a rating. Tell your friends, anyone who you know that wants to do YouTube, Twitch, whatever, as a living uh, you know, make it their full-time gig. I don't know of another podcast out on the planet um, uh, that's doing this. <laughs> and I really, really, really uh, want this information in the hands of people that want to go out there and make their lives happen um, and follow their dreams. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate y'all, and I'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, everyone, it's Bro Man. I just wanted to take a quick minute um, and do a little sponsored plug here for the podcast. As you know, we've been using Discord for all of our podcast needs and for the call-ins for uh, the entirety of this show. Discord reached out, and they wanted me to uh, sort of bring some points about their their uh, their platform to you all. Uh, so we're doing that. Uh, I love people that enable content creators and uh, gamers alike. Discord uh, has created a fantastic platform. You can check it out at uh, discord.gg. I'm discord.gg slash broman uh, if you ever want to chat. Uh, but the whole point of Discord is to make it incredibly easy for you to create not only a server, but a community around yourself and your friends, a perfect place to play together. And if you're making content like this podcast, it's a great way to have one source audio where you have complete control over everyone who is talking. So if you haven't checked it out, I would appreciate it if you did. They make this podcast possible, um, and they're incredible people there. Peace.